0: Welcome to the Feel Better Naked podcast. Real life, real women, no shame. We take it from drop it like it's hot to I can't get off the toilet. In this podcast, we tackle questions about real issues women have to face with their body, life, love, and their career. Every week, Dr. Letitia and Dr. Jennifer, both physical therapists and business owners, will share from their life experiences and expertise on their journey to feeling better naked. Join us as we ask the
1: questions you never ask and have fun while doing it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode with the Feel Better Naked podcast with Dr. Letitia and myself. Dr. Jennifer, today we are going to be talking about mental health awareness. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and um, we've got a couple things we'd just like to share with you all. Before we jump into that, um, it's been a while since we've met Dr. Letitia. What's new in your world? What's going on? Um, Yeah, kind of, we're kind of
0: progressing on. I think we're into, um, some school just ended for my 13 year old so now we're trying to navigate what that looks like we give him a few free you know free days to kind of chill you know he will chill this summer but you know some three uninhibited days i'll say then we'll get to a maybe a little more structure um with some of the things we'll be working on this summer i'm gonna i'm still working um as the national physical therapist for black girls run um i'm leading, helping with leading ladies, um, with, um, outside with the dietitian and another running coach through a 10 week, uh, 5k program. So I'm really enjoy helping with that. Um, as well as working on, um, just got done with a runner's knee program as well as a knee, uh, a heel pain, heel pain program. So still working with Ladies, um, hopefully coming up this summer as well, I'll be having another group for my blood sugar boot camp. So that is my six-week group training program or group um, program. So we take ladies that have been suffering or with stubborn weight loss, energy levels. Um, we do lab testing so that you can know what your numbers are. And then we go through kind of some step-by-step process to make some lifestyle changes um, during the blood sugar boot camp. I can yeah. put more about that into the show notes as well. But that's kind of what's going on in my world. I'm also, um, you know, walking, working out more um, than before as I'm uh, continuing to strengthen my knee as well. Oh, that's, a, that's
1: good. A lot, a lot of programs you
0: got. Yes, awesome. I'm excited. I've been having a lot of time to be able to, to do some things and put some things in place to be able to get some, some good resources for people. So what about you? What's
1: going on? Yeah, we're just ready for the summer. We've got a couple camps set up for the kids. They do swim team, and um, I do slow down my summer a little bit in the clinic, and uh, that will be nice to have a day off during the week to spend with them. Um, we are hopefully going to be getting our new location for our practice here and looking to hire a pelvic physical therapist. If anyone knows one, we're hiring here in our clinic south of Atlanta Um, I also have been weight training quite a bit over the past year and, um, looking to, in my new location, have a squat rack so I can start working with more female athletes, um, barbell and, um, Olympic lifts. And so, um, and looking to hopefully start doing more online resources for clients and programs, um, at the end of this year, but we're ready to, I keep on saying this and I always will, but those early mornings, I like to work out between 6 and 7 a.m., but when you get your kids ready at that time, it's a little difficult, so <laughs> we're looking to, to get off that early morning routine for just a little bit, so um, so yeah, I think Dr. Letish and I are both talking a bit about our self-care stuff and stuff that keeps us, the endorphins coming in and the serotonin and all of that, and today we definitely want to talk more about mental health Awareness and um, we all have our stories, we all have our times, and um I'll just drop the mic to you, Dr. Letitia to get started here.
0: yeah, I think um you know mental health has definitely been i guess kind of brought more to the forefront definitely after the last two and a half or whatever years of pandemic wise where there's been obviously a lot of people in crisis, and even if you did not have any um you know any particular diagnosis or you didn't find yourself with a person that was kind of struggling with um you know depression or energy levels or just just feeling out of it and then that loss of that human connection and being mm-hmm. able to meet people face to face and be able to have those interactions that I think is just kind of uh intensified others that are already were, cha- were having some challenges before and then brought on kind of some new stressors so, we've mm-hmm. kind of gone obviously through some unprecedented times during yeah. um, since the beginning of the pandemic. We had a, um, a lot of things. We had some trauma with um, unjust shootings and different things in different communities mm-hmm. that are also that went on top of um, the pandemic in general. And then I think just women in general, we traditionally kind of wear, carry the weight on our shoulders. So, we kind of tend to push things to the back or we're not even realizing that maybe we're having some, um, you know, our, our bodies are telling us and that, hey, we need to slow down. We need to recognize that if you are having some challenges or maybe having some things with depression, that it's okay to not be okay and to be able to kind of seek some resources, even recognize that um, you're even in crisis.
1: Yeah. I think that's the hard part is, is recognizing it and then when you're in it you can feel stuck certainly of whether that's anxiety or I know Dr. Letitia and I before we got on here we're talking about other symptoms of just feeling tired chronically tired and fatigued um bringing up a good point you brought up a lot of points (laughs) you brought up a pandemic um you brought up social injustice um you brought like social connection as human beings is vital. And what what we're looking at post, well, can we say post-pandemic or whatever, two years later, um, I think we it's a collective stressor on top of what women will carry on their shoulders of this human giver syndrome, we give, we give, we give. And so when you're stuck in that feeling depressed or fatigued or overwhelmed, I'll say from my standpoint is sometimes my symptoms are just complete overwhelm like I've got all these things to do Um, and it's normal to kind of not have that work-life balance um, but recognizing symptoms is always the first step so I don't know if there's um, either like a personal story or working with your clients what advice you give um, to find to recognize whether that's journaling or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that some of that thing is like, you know, if I was like, oh, yeah, self-care is the best care and all that. And I think, you know, it goes beyond just self-care because sometimes people just push some things into the background or there is still a significant stigma in the African-American population about mental health. It's those things mm-hmm. that we don't go, we, everything stays within the family. You keep that to mm-hmm. yourself. You're not strong mm-hmm. enough or we don't, we don't go out and tell others um, our personal business. Oh. so being able to recognize or um you know when it comes to religion oh you can just pray that away you're, you're you'll be okay just to pray mm. and not recognize and recognize that yes you can have your faith but also the reason why god has also put in resources and people that specialize in things so you have to have that good combination of hey, you just won't be able to sit there and and, and pray it away, you do need to get external help. We need to drop, work on, see ways we can drop that stigma that it's okay um, to go and let whatever feelings you need out, let some people know what's going on. Even even not even talking about in our um, age group, um, just the increases now of just youth and teens that are committing suicide. Um, of yeah. different social media stressors, different, different, whole different aspects that are going on as well. And then if we as parents can be able to say, Hey, it's okay, we we'll go and talk to someone.
1: That's what I was getting ready to say. It's, it's like, you know, even if you're keeping it within your family. Yeah. I want to talk more about that culturally too, but like, um, cause that, that is something that with in African-American culture that I've been learning more on and listening more on and learning from you is that that family unit, like you have each other. Um, and we're going to go back to uh, the 1800s slavery, right? You had like the, we're not doing that talk, but we look at that, that point of like not going outside your family, but that means you're also not seeking help outside of your family. And if you have, as a parent, aren't working on your stuff, then we're not modeling that to our kids but I wanted to see if you could share more about that keeping it in the family. What, what is your interpretation of that or experience with that?
0: Yeah, I think it, I mean, it, I mean, it comes down to, you know, a lot of, it's like generational trauma that has occurred. There was no yes. resource. There was no resources. There was no one no. to, to go to. And the things that are occurring is you just kept it there or thing, you know, our business is our business. So that's why these same trauma and generational Curses yeah. per se have been continuing to be passed down and passed down because nobody talked about it. That's the keep that keep that secret. You know that's a that's a secret. Don't go out and say anything about our business, and you continue to pass down the same trends and the same things over time, and that trauma just continues to get built up and continue to have that whole thing. Is that you know we don't talk to to people outside, but mm-hmm. it has been you know some things I've seen is being shifting. Is that even when it comes to mental health. Um, there wasn't a bunch of access or mental health providers that looked like you. Yeah. So you definitely weren't going to be if you were trying to keep within the family or not feeling um, comfortable or experienced trauma from someone the the race and all the providers were of that race. You're definitely not going to go and seek out um, any additional any additional help or any additional resources because yeah. that was part of the trauma that was built in was, you know, now yeah. a person that you're going to go talk to. So now with there's definitely more mental health professionals of color that are coming out. And then it's um, a lot more education that I've seen that's been able to, you know, push that it's okay not to be okay. Please go out and do, you know, and speak to someone, go in. There are resources available. So I think I've definitely seen that shift in the last few years, definitely with the pandemic. As every yes. time I see and there's a large group um, on Facebook for the Indianapolis community. There's, there are probably several other cities called Black Dollar Indy. So it's a group that encourages us to be able to spend your money within, with small businesses and black-owned companies. So day after day, people can put a post like, hey, I'm looking for XYZ to do lawn care or food or whatever. But day after day, there's so many messages like, I'm looking for a counselor. I'm looking for a yeah. mental health plan that, you know, takes yeah. XYZ insurance or works with XYZ trauma or this one. So that has increased quite a bit within the last two years that people go ahead and seek it and saying, I am I can, I I feel, you know, confident enough now or empowered enough now to go out and, um, you know, seek help. Oh, and be able to yeah. go to someone that they automatically will have some level of comparability, or decreasing some of that stress and shame um, when you do have a provider that looks like you. Yeah, I don't have a lot of words to say. Yeah, exactly. Said, yeah, it's after I'm that. Thinking, saying, yeah, after, you know, it's I'm that immediate thing. Cause... Like when you walk into the room, or you know someone that is that looks like you, you automatically can have a little bit of your barriers be dropped to decrease some of right? that stress.
1: And that's where, um, it's just a continuing learning, learning process because we're all in a system and just being person that's a white woman. I have the woman part, but it's not as this privilege of like walking into not having that feeling. I don't have that feeling when I walk into a store. Mm -hmm. Um, even if I'm the only white person there, I don't typically have that feeling. Um, and I don't. To not to put a little humor into it. I don't honestly know. Cause I'm so tired with all my kids and I'm in the grocery store. I'm just like, get me in, get me out. But, but again, I don't have to think about that. And that's just going to the grocery store and bringing up these, the information of, yeah, like it is really, really hard. You talked about shame, um, and being vulnerable, and actually and for anyone listening like actually going to the counselor is the hard that first appointment is like that's it that's the hardest you know to talk therapist um but then having that other layer of you know being judged or shame or whatever your trigger is whatever you've got going on to go to a counselor that 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 may not um you might not feel comfortable and vulnerable with um because you really, for anything we do, we have to identify with the providers that we see in life or the people that are on our team. We're always, we've are we got social media to look at this. Like you're usually following people you like because <laughs> like, you're identifying with them at some level. And so when we start forming, you know, Dr. Letitia and I talk about building your team, building your village, building your squad. And this is anyone from your primary care doctor, mental health therapist, physical therapist, nutritionist health coach, um, that we, we look at characteristics that we can identify with those people. And, and there's, um, they don't have to look like us all the time, but it's even the way we talk, um, the way we see the world that can be really, really important. So I appreciate you bringing that up. And if you could repeat, and we can put this in the show notes, what was the website or Facebook group you mentioned? Oh yeah. It's just subject.
0: a uh, a group basically to be able to find other products it's called Black Dollar Indy. Dollar. Yeah. Like Dollar Dollar. With, with a with the with the A. <laughs> so it means a very good group. I mean I found several different resources in there. I had a guy who was able to fit come in and, and do some work on my car. I've been able to reach out and, and purchase certain things. So the, the community aspect of it is, is definitely good to be able to definitely be able to find maybe some resources that you are not going to see on a Google search. Yeah. But still be able to get, um, some good resources there.
1: Yeah. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. I think to us both being women and feeling like we have to wear all the hats. And also we've talked about this in previous episodes, like that we also have to be a hundred percent all the time in all these hats, like it's not physically possible. Brené Brown, someone I follow a lot of and like, like, nothing is really sustainable without boundaries. And when we're saying yes to everything, it's just, it's, and you all know listening, like, eventually it's going to crumble. um And and to what cost? Um And a lot of what Dr. Letitia and I talk about is it's, it's taking care of ourselves now for the future. Because even when we talked in our episode about heart disease, like, this stuff pops up in your 50s maybe your 40s and it's it's not like it is quickly irreversible as we get further and further down the line so it's you know when we talk about a mental health therapist um symptoms of depression or anxiety can be things mood swings irritability fatigue um lack of interest right post pandemic i've known a lot of introverts who like they really have no interest in being around people and i'm not saying everyone, um, just with personal people in my life, like they are introvert before the pandemic started and now we're being able to see people more and it's hard sometimes. And if you're feeling like, I don't really want to see my friends, I don't really want to call them. I'm too tired. These can all be symptoms of like, yeah, I'm not, maybe, maybe I need to go talk to someone. What would be your recommendation though of like first contact when you're feeling the feelings that I'm describing too?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes the, you know, it's even harder to go, you know, sometimes if you have obviously a good uh, trusted friend or something that you're able to go and kind of just get thoughts out to whatever before going to a provider, that might be a good starting point It's like, hey, let's just lay, lay things out there and then be able to get attached to, you know, hey i need to be able to find a provider let's let's do get some resources let's look references stuff like that but sometimes it can be hard um to be able to really make that selection and really find if you're if you feel comfortable getting ready to go for that step so i think the first thing is um if you have someone in your trusted circle that you can speak with obviously you're not necessarily be able to solve it but you'll be able to get some thoughts and things off off your chest and all kind of how you're on your how you're feeling instead of just harboring everything in we're like hey we thought she was okay because yeah we held it all in we were so used to having to be the strong person and then showing if there's a chink in the armor is classified as weak so we can't be strong all the time so recognizing you don't have to be strong all the time and um you may be even you may be Stressed, you may be having start having tissue on the urge of, of on the verge of having some depression symptoms. It's kind of the same thing like if you have something physically that's starting to go on, you know, with like heart disease, you may not feel the high blood pressure is coming on, it's been brewing in the background. So, yeah, you may have to be able to kind of figure out some of those triggers, like you were saying before. Hey, I'm not really feeling like going out with my friends, I'm just kind of tired all the time. I really don't feel like eating as much as I, you know, did before. You know, it's hard for me to get going in the morning, and there's gonna be a lot of things that that could be. So, you can, you know, look at that. We always kind of look at the physical thing, but what's going on mentally? You know, our mental is going to drive our physical.
1: And I think a lot of what Dr. Letitia and I are talking about too. I we always are on this brink of awareness versus fear, and it's very normal to occasionally not want to go out with your friends. <laughs> That's a boundary you're putting down. Like I don't or friend like running to 5,000 soccer practices. Not like that I'm doing that, but but it's okay to like occasionally have these feelings. It's just that getting down to the root of, of why maybe you're feeling this overwhelm. It does take someone, professional mental health therapist to really get to the root cause of what's driving that thought. And so I only share a little bit of a personal experience of growing up with a mother who had chronic pain pain pill addiction and bipolar depression and that that was out of my control as a child and so when you become a parent I don't know about you Dr. Letitia or maybe even as we age we can like fake it till we make it for a while some of us and then stuff starts coming up and so processing that different stages of that um, I do see a talk therapist um I do it in phases um I do a lot of EMDR work for just some of the trauma I went through as a child to help me show up better for myself and, and and be able to lay these boundaries. Because I just needed a little professional help because I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't quite change it on my own. And so I'm always a fan of, too, anyone postpartum, talking about postpartum depression You know, women, there's depression and there's depletion, but either way, if you are really, really struggling, I have a lot of moms who want to be natural, and sometimes medication, not sometimes, like it it really can have its right place. I like to say from a psychiatrist is my, you want to go to who does that professionally. And sometimes your gynecologist can do that for you as well, particularly when we're talking about postpartum. But for long-term management of medications for mental health, a psychiatrist is great and a talk therapist mental health therapist is important to couple those together and knowing that it's a continued process and it takes time um and that like we have to get down to like who why do you feel like you have to hold up all those hats and that's the work i've been doing like what is the root behind that and so for me a lot of it is stemming from my childhood um And so for me, like, I felt like I, if I, if I tried harder, I was a good student. And if I was successful, I would have a mother who would be like, and as a kid, I was a very high performing student athlete, um, never really had to be disciplined, tried to do all the right things. So I thought if I do all the good things, maybe I'll have a mom and right, that, that's a chat. Let's chat. Like that doesn't really make sense as an adult. Right. But But for me now, that still drives my performance sometimes. Like, why am I doing so much and giving myself no rest? It's like I'm in this hustle, 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 and I would have never been able to recognize why I'm doing it had I not. I mean, I've been working with a therapist. Um, I did it in my early 20s, and then again, over the past, the pandemic, really. So that's kind of my, bit of my personal experience with seeing a therapist and you
0: mentioned about EMDR what what is what is that can you tell a little bit about what yeah. that is
1: man the acronym I'm like and I've repeated it it's it's it starts for eye movement the d um <laughs> Let me put it in the show notes it's like something about so I can explain the process so EMDR is definitely something that counselors mental therapists are trained to do it's a special certification, and what it really is is you're using eye movements while you but while you integrate a certain memory that was a trigger for you at some point um, for myself, I was working a lot as a child. So there's certain memories you come up with and they'll ask you. And again, this is not my specialty and we hopefully can interview someone that's a mental health therapist, but, um, the, the thought of it is it helps create a new neural pathway and that the memory no longer becomes, um, distressful any longer. So you work through eye movements and you just work through the memory without talking. So I don't always like to talk. Oh, well, let me take that back. <laughs> I do enjoy talking. Wait a minute!
0: Wait a minute, Jennifer. Wait a second. You just see on this. If all,
1: I like talking, and I'm coming to terms with that. I enjoy talking, but when it comes to about my hard stuff, like it's exhausting, right? To think, gosh, now we got to go talk through all of this because it's hard. It's hard to face stuff. So eye movement, this is it's so it's to help you integrate this memory a bit better in your brain, and it's no longer distressful. And there's a lot of science backing it, and so. Um, it can be some tough work. It's really effective with people that have PTSD, um, and not that I had that specifically. It it's been very effective, and I don't do that every time I go in. But I'm gonna drop in the show notes um, the EMDR. I can never get the name of it, and I'm explaining it very briefly. But but that's EMDR. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, this is not any replacement from getting advice from a, a mental health <laughs> specialist, you know, any advice no. we give on here, obviously you want to be able to um, check in with your provider, be able um, to be able to do your own research um, on that, on what's a fit um, for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I would say that doing those types of techniques, it's just knowing that that's there, but you're relying on your mental health therapist to tell you, you know, to give you the best clinical advice of which direction to go. Um, and so that happened to work for me, although, you know, I've, I've done other types of therapy, um, just cause I knew, you know, that that's what was going to work well for, for my situation, but it's tough. Um, and you know, like Dr. Letitia brought up, you know, being vulnerable and like, how do you find the right therapist? That's how like Google it. And so, you know, def- definitely Dr. Letitia's mentioning like the, the websites, um, Facebook groups are great places to ask. Um, I think there's less and less stigma now than there used to be about, because even, you know, as a white woman growing up, like I had a mother who had significant mental health illness and maybe sought help for six months of that 30 plus years. It's also American culture of like, you just don't something's wrong with you
0: go 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 type deal yeah i think the best thing would probably would definitely be a referral base you know word of mouth uh, mm-hmm. thing to be able to see because obviously different therapists have different specialties so you do want to yeah. be able to you know look at that just like a, a doctor has different specialties that you would um you would go to as well so being able yeah. to you know look at um some specialty resources um we maybe maybe put a couple on the in the show notes as well kind of some general national databases that individuals may yeah. be able um to look at um as well but i think the main mm-hmm. thing as far as mental health goes is like it's okay not to be okay go out and seek some other uh, additional resources or, or first start maybe with a, a trusted friend and always like one of the the slogans i guess i like to say now is like no is a complete sentence So you can't do all the things. No. You, if you're used to being the yes person, if you're used to being the go-to person, everything, everybody relies on you. And you know, every phone call you're going to answer, you're going to drop everything and always do all the things for someone else. No is a complete sentence.
1: No. And that's a, it's tough and practicing it. Another thing I like to say is let me think about it. (laughs) Cause if you're struggling with saying no, which is, Part of my problem, um, a lot of people, right, it's hard to say no, um, particularly in family, like when we talk about close friends and family, and so it's like when you say, let me think about it, then they forget, you forget, and then boom, and you're really thinking about it, and it gives you time to like, is this the best decision for me, um, and, and it wearing you out a bit, so we'll, um, definitely make sure we drop a couple of the links we talked about in our show notes, um, And, you know, if you have any personal experiences and such, please feel free to follow us on Instagram and and comment or send us um, DMs. Um, This is a very chip of the iceberg conversation. But just to let you know that, yeah, you don't have to do it all. And no is a complete sentence. Yes,
0: no is a complete sentence. (laughs)
1: All right, y'all. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Um, we can be reached at my clinic name or my Instagram account is at regenerate.physio. I think Dr. Letitia, you said again that you've changed your um, Instagram account. Yes, you can
0: find me at Blood Sugar Bay. Blood Sugar okay. and Bay is B-A-E uh, awesome. on Instagram.
1: awesome alright right, y'all. I'll See you next time. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today on our real conversations and journey to feeling better naked. I know there are a million other things you could be doing, sending you all the love. Check out the show notes to grab any tidbits or tools that were discussed on the episode today and be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss next week's episode. Remember, you are enough.